Welcome to another episode of You Are Do. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tania. And we have a very special guest on with us tonight. Guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. So my name is Shantae Alsay, and I got married in December 2019 in Mexico. And I have been a planner of destination weddings for about six years now. And so to plan my very own destination wedding was like the very highlight of my year. Um, from doing this for so long, I've had many clients that I've given advice to and had just, just a different level of expertise. But when you have your own wedding, it's just a totally different ball game. And so now I get to provide my brides that le- level of expertise as having actually been the bride of a destination wedding instead of just planning it. So happy to speak on what I do as a planner of destination weddings and happy to speak on my experience with having my very own creative destination wedding. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, We are going to play a quick game of this or that, and it's going to be like three, four questions. And I would like both of you to answer. Um, Tell me which one you prefer. So to kick it off, would you want like your honeymoon to be immediately after the wedding or would you want to postpone it? to a more convenient time that both of you could like maximize the honeymoon time, you know, say like a, a week or a few days versus like two weeks. So. so that's an easy one for me because I had a destination wedding. So we were already in Mexico. So because there was 107 other people there with us, we decided that we were going to have a separate honeymoon where it would just be the two of us. So we went back to Mexico two months later to actually celebrate our honeymoon. So we didn't consider the wedding itself to be our honeymoon. Like, as you ladies know, like weddings can be exhausting, um, especially when you have 107 people around you for five days and they all want to have breakfast and lunch and dinner and kick it with you the whole time. So we were very, very, very um, adamant about making sure that our honeymoon was totally separate from the wedding itself. Great answer. Okay, Tania. I would probably choose the latter. Like, as she said, like, I would definitely want to maximize, you know, the time uh, and be able to go where we want to go and spend as much money as we want to spend. Okay. Mm -hmm. I agree because my job has only so much PTO a year. So I would want to maximize that as well. All right. Um, would you want a wedding on the beach or next to the beach with like beachside views? So we, (laughs) I, as in we, (laughs) refuse to have my feet in the sand in my wedding dress. So I did not want to have a wedding that was on the beach. So we were right in front of the beach. So we were like on a concrete slab and like a grassy area. I have to send you a picture. It was super, super, super beautiful. I'm probably not explaining it well, but definitely not on the sand. Good answer. What about you, Tania? The same, to be honest. Um, I know when I was younger, I always dreamed of like a, like a beach wedding minus all of like the onlookers, you know, but I've always wanted like a secluded, I want to say like, like the jungle was right behind us, but it had like birds of paradise and, you know, all this other stuff. But I know that's not realistic, you know. <laughs> huh? <laughs> the jungle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's not realistic and I don't have that type of money. So I prefer <laughs> near the beach. But the beach should be like 
behind us and like the sun should be setting. Yeah, I'm going too much into detail, but yeah. Yes, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, good answer. Um, I agree with y'all as well because yeah, I'm not doing the sand thing. Um, all right, the last question is going to be rose gold as a wedding color or silver. See, I'm terrible with decor. Like, I can do all the behind-the-scenes planning, but when it comes to stuff like that, I'm like, whatever you think. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> My wedding colors were black, all black. <laughs> um, I guess I go with rose gold. I, I honestly would be indifferent. Like, it wouldn't even matter to me whether it was silver or rose gold. Like, that, that wouldn't matter to me. I'd be indifferent. Okay. Well, I'm saying rose gold. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For obvious reasons. And I would say silver just because I don't care for rose gold like that. So, yeah. All right. So that was fun. What we're going to do now is take a moment to listen to this little thing from our sponsors. So we'll be right back. Did you know that Ashley and I also own a teacher company by the name of Ann Love Co? Well, if you didn't, let me tell you a little bit about us. We sell the realest bridal party tees around. So if you are in search of some bridal party apparel, please look us up on annloveco.com and annlovecotees on Instagram. We come out with new designs every so often, so please look us up. Again, that is A-N-D-L-O-V-E-C-O-T-E-E-S. Please buy something for yourself and your girls because you deserve it. We appreciate you and we love y'all. And we're back. Now we have a whole bunch of questions to ask you about your wedding and basically being a destination wedding planner. I'm super excited to like hear about your wedding and everything because you really, I love something that's out the box. Like I love something that doesn't feel like something or something we've seen before or something people have done before. You did a lot of things to like customize your wedding um, and make it like very personal. So I just love that. But we're going to get into that. Tania is going to kick it off. So take it away. All right. So how did you meet your husband? So we met in 2002, the year we both graduated high school. We met at KSU's pre-freshman experience. It was like a program to encourage more minorities to come to Kennesaw State University. And that's where we met, 2002. So we dated, I think, from like just a few months between maybe 2003, 2004, And then it didn't work out. So we became really good friends. So he was always like my male best friend. So he's met all of my boyfriends and he's known my family for many years. He's just always been like my male best friend. Like always, always, always. Um, We've just, we kind of like grew up together. Like there was never really a break in our friendship. So that's how we met. We didn't actually become in a serious relationship until 2017. So we were friends for a very long time. Yeah. Wow. I love that you two remained friends after, you know, after you all broke up the first time. Yeah. Well, we were young. We were like, what are you in, in your freshman year of college? You're like, what, 18? Like, we were like super yeah, young. 17 or 18. Yeah. 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 We were super, super, super young. And he was just a very, like the nice guy. Like, 
so, so, so nice. And I don't think I was ready for a nice guy. So I needed to like go get my head twisted a few times, get cheated <laughs> on, you know. <laughs> I, had to go, I had to go through some things to appreciate, you know, what a nice guy really can bring. So it took me, what is that, 17 years? From 2002 to 2017, was that 15 years that mm-hmm. we were just friends? Like, yeah, so... Yeah, he's the guy that I would call and be like, you're not going to believe what just happened. So we were just really, really, really good friends. Were you like low-key keeping tabs on him, though? Like, subliminally? No, that's the thing. Never. Anytime anytime he was in a relationship or I was in a... Like, we were so far friend-zoned that it was almost like, ugh. Like, I don't even know how we transitioned. It's really crazy. Like, we were beyond friend zones. Like, like we would double date, y'all. Like, we were, like, friends, friends. Like, he always respected my relationships. I always respected his relationships. It was just, we were seriously friends. And that's how I can sleep at night, because I know that, like, nothing was going on. Like, this was totally God's creative will. Like, I have no part in how we wound up getting together, because you could not have told me even three years ago. Like, you could not have told me that I would marry Eddie. Like, you couldn't have told me that. Nope. Wait, okay, that. so I have, and so I have a follow-up question. So, like, sure. the, the people that you all were dating, did they know that you two were together at one point? Like, especially, like, during, like, those double date type situations? That's a really good question. So, I was in a relationship for, like, five years with a guy that we went to college with. So, he knew. But our, when we did date, it was so petty. Like, we, we didn't, we kissed, but we never got physical, like, back in college days. Like, it was, it was literally, like, a kiss, and we hung out. Like, it was nothing, like, too serious at all. Like, you know, like it, I don't feel like we crossed, like, a threshold that would mm-hmm. make it, like, too inappropriate. But I know mm-hmm. that all of my boyfriends, like, knew, like, yeah, like, it doesn't count, though. Like, we were 18. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we've always, okay. we've, we've never hid anything. It's always been full disclosure. And then there's like pictures on Facebook. You know, you can't really go back because that's like when Facebook first started. So there's like pictures going back to when we did date that are probably like still on <laughs> still on Facebook. <laughs> but it was like puppy love, like you know, yeah. Gotcha. Aww. Okay. Okay. So how long were y'all dating before you got engaged? Um, so we started dating July of 2017. He actually came to, my mom had a birthday party. And so it wasn't unlike him to like not come to like something we were having. So he came to her birthday party. That was like our first time both being single at this very same time and like 15 years, like since we had dated in college. Um, so he came to her birthday party and when he was leaving, he walked me out to the car and told me that he wanted to take me on a date. And I disappeared for like three weeks. I was like, I don't know what you trying to do to this friendship, but this is awkward. So I like totally ghosted him for like three weeks. And then we went on our first date. And after that, like we were just like together. Like he was my boyfriend. Like it was the first date. I was like, okay, so this is my boyfriend now. (laughs) It was hard, (laughs) but it was really no transition period. It was like, we went from, being completely friend zoned for 15 years to going on this first date and we left the date like, all right, so like we're going to get married and have kids and stuff. Like, like, you know what you're getting at that point when you've been like super close friends with somebody for that long. 
So I feel like a year and a half, two years before he proposed, July of 2017 to March of 2019. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, when you know, you know. Like, he was like, I'm about to ask her on this date, but in actuality, she's my wife. (laughs) She's going to be my future wife. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But it, it took me, it took me a few weeks to come around to actually going on a date with him. Like, I had to consult all my girlfriends. Like, it was just like, we're old, we're old now. Like we're in our thirties. Like we're not 18 anymore. Like if we go on this date, like our friendship is over. It's either this date. It's like do or die. Like how bad do you want to go on this date? Because That's true. you know, you can't go back from saying like, we, I can't introduce you to another boyfriend and say, but then we did go on a date when we were 34. Like, no, you can't, you can't go back after that, you know, after that. So thank goodness it worked out. Yes. So, okay. How did he propose? Um, so we went to Hawaii. It was my birthday. Um, and we climbed a mountain in Hawaii. It's actually called Diamond Head Mountain. So that's where I got my diamond, my first diamond. Um, so we climbed the mountain and we were at the very top of the mountain and out of nowhere, he just like got on his knees and I thought he was joking. Like I was like, what is he doing? Like I'm sweaty, ugly, like everything. Like we just climbed a whole mountain and he proposed. So there was no, it was just the two of us. There was no tears or anything. It was very, um, I think I I still think that he was joking. Like, are you really doing it right here, right now? (laughs) The shop just like, I was laughing, not crying. It was, it was pretty, it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for a good laugh. <laughs> I laugh too. And everyone kind of looks at you crazy. Like, you didn't yeah. cry? No, you don't have to cry. <laughs> no, I still haven't cried from my proposal. I want to redo. I want to, I want to cry and be surprised. And, you know, I want to do all of that. Well, you were definitely surprised, I'm sure, like, at the top of that mountain. (laughs) Like, wait, right now? Yeah. This is not what I envisioned. Right. I knew that it was coming because my mom can't hold water. So when he had the conversation with my dad, like, my mom, crazy, she asked if she'd be there, too. And so she, like, kind of let it slip that they had lunch. And I kind of knew what that was about, right? So I knew it was coming, like, in a matter of weeks. I just didn't see it coming at the top of Diamond Head Mountain. But that's where it happened. Yeah. That's funny. Wait, how long was the engagement? Oh, it was super short. We got engaged March 8th of 2019 on my birthday, and we got married December 7th in Mexico with 107 people. Yeah, we were like... We got engaged and we came because, I mean, I've been doing this for a long time, right? So, and we travel a lot. We probably take about six international trips a year together. So we already like knew, like when we do get married, this is where it's going to be at. So when he proposed, I probably emailed my family like a week later, like send me your deposits if you want to reserve your room (laughs) and let's go from there. We didn't do anything traditional. We didn't send out invitations. We still haven't sent out thank you cards. Like we're just bad we're bad people (laughs) i like that you were like we already know what we're gonna do so let's just let's just get it started exactly exactly yep and all we needed to do was pick a date and that was super easy because i just literally went on delta and i was like what is the cheapest weekend 
between March and December 31st, because it's going to happen this year. So what is the cheapest weekend to fly to Mexico? Because Mexico is cheaper than most of the other all-inclusive islands anyway. So we're like, what's the cheapest weekend? And it wound up being the weekend in between Thanksgiving and um, early December. So, yeah. Good time. Mm-hmm. And December 7th, that was a Saturday, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a Saturday. Or last year. Last year, yeah, it was a Saturday. Yeah, yep, it was like I think it was a Saturday after Thanksgiving. It felt like right after we were like, yeah, kind of going back from uh, Thanksgiving break. It was like time to fly out. So I mean, family they gave us a hard time over the date and getting off work, but 107 people showed up. So they were ready. They they were excited basically. To go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think with destination weddings, people are excited because it's a vacation for them as well. So it gives them an opportunity mm-hmm. of like, oh, you've already made my winter plans. Now I know where I'm traveling this winter. And all I got to do is just send in my deposit. You've made it, you know, easy for me. You're going to book my flight, select my seat on the plane, you know. So we, and that's what I do is make the traveling aspect easy. So it was just different doing it for people that you know, you know, versus most of mm-hmm. 90, I would say 95% of my client base are people that I've never met a day in my life. So book and travel for your family and friends. They want to text you at midnight, you know, they, they try to go through other channels and not the professional <laughs> <laughs> route. But other than that, it was a lot of fun um, planning my own wedding. So, what was it about Mexico besides, was it just because it was the, like the cheapest or oh, yeah. more, like oh, yeah. more bang for your buck or? Oh, totally. Yeah. So the the three most popular all-inclusive destinations, Mexico, Dominican Republic, and Jamaica. Jamaica is probably like the most expensive. Um, and then Punta Cana, um, although I love going to Dominican Republic, people were still kind of talking about that whole alcohol situation, tainted alcohol, yeah. and we're scared and things like that. And we just love Mexico. Like, we, we go to Mexico a lot. Like, and we've been, like, all through Mexico. And flights to Cancun are super cheap. Like, you can get to Cancun for, like, little to nothing. So we just like exploring those areas outside of Cancun, Riviera Maya and Playa del Carmen, Playa Mujeres. Um, So we just knew and we've been to the the resort that we got married at. They have like a kid friendly side and they have like an adults only side and it's super big. It's scenic. It's a four and a half star resort, but also like pretty moderately priced. So we were just like, we already knew like if we're going to get married, it's going to be here. And that's it. We just got to find a date. I like it. Efficient, saving those coins so you can put them right in a, you know, mm-hmm. like you don't have to, you don't have to do Jamaica just for no reason. You could go to Mexico. Mexico is just as fun. Right. All you care about is the beach anyway. <laughs> like, Thank you. <laughs> and that's what, that's the thing that people, I explain that to clients because they're like, oh, I want to get married in the Grand Cayman or I want to get married in, you know some exotic place, Bora Bora. And it's like, okay, if, if it's important for you to have guests there, then you want to make it as cheap as possible so that your guests can actually come and enjoy it with you. And if it's something that you don't think your guests will be able to afford, honeymoon there. Like, don't, don't expect to have a huge guest list or for people to come if it's not affordable. And once you start talking about over $1,200, people start like, okay, I can't afford it, done. Especially if you're doing it within like a year, like people will write it off super quick. I mean, I had friends that told me that they couldn't afford it and 
you know, just depending on the dates that you travel, my wedding was like between $1,000 and $1,200 per person. That included flight and hotel, all you can eat, all you can drink. It's a four and a half star property. So the drinks were premium alcohol. The food was very good food, like equivalent to high-end restaurants here in Atlanta. And everything was all inclusive. So to me, that's a pretty good deal, you know, but, you know, people's budgets are set up differently. So when I have brides that want to get married at these exotic places, I have to like bring them back and remind them like, is this about you and your husband and y'all just want to do something super intimate or do you really want guests? Because if you do want guests, then you've got to make it affordable and accessible to your guests. And Cancun is super accessible and affordable. That's real. Uh, like, for yeah, because I'm over here thinking like twelve hundred dollars is not bad at all, especially for all inclusive. Um, oh yeah, especially if that includes your flight and the food and the alcohol. Good food, good food, and entertainment. Yes. Like every night we were entertained, we would hang out, you know. And it had a. I mean, the beach was very nice. It's like on a very widespread beach that's like pretty shallow. Like you can walk into the beach. You can walk like literally maybe a hundred feet into the beach and like still not be like fully submerged or being pulled under by the tide. So the beach wow. there was super gorgeous. Um, but yeah, I mean, I tell, I, I asked my brides, like, what are you looking for? Are you looking for good weather, good food, good drinks, a scenic place? If so, you can get that at Bora Bora or you can get that in Mexico, but it's what do you want to spend to get it? You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the experience that you get is based on who you're there with, right? Like, it can, it can take, I mean, I have one bride that's getting married in Bali, and she still hasn't canceled her wedding. Her wedding is in October of this year. Right now, you can't even book a flight that's going to connect through China, but she doesn't care. Literally, only her mom has booked, and she still, I'm like, girl, you sure you don't want to switch to, like, you can you can right. you can make it in the Caribbean. Like people have to connect through China to get to Bali, but she still wants to get married in Bali. So some brides just kind of want what they want, and mm-hmm. there's nothing you can do to stop that. But for us, we were all about our guests. Like, how can we make it cheap? How can we make it affordable? Not going to have any bridesmaids or groomsmen. Like it's just going to be us and our siblings will come walking down the aisle. Then when it got closer, I was like, okay, I kind of do want like a maid of honor or or a few. So I had three maid of honors and he kept saying, well, I'm not doing any groomsmen. Like a week before the wedding, he asked his brother to be his best man. <laughs> we were totally untraditional. We didn't want to put pressure on anyone. We were like, don't throw us no party. Don't feel like you got to buy us a gift. Don't do anything for us besides show up to our wedding. Like don't go buy no expensive tux. Like as long as you're in all black, you can come walk down the aisle. It does not even matter as long as it's black. Um, we didn't want to put any restrictions on anyone when it came to our wedding. We just wanted them to arrive in Mexico and get off the plane. That's all we wanted. Wow. Y'all made it very, very simple. Very simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love that you all knew exactly what y'all wanted. You basically answered our next question. Um, like who was in your bridal party? But um, I'm going to move on to the next one. How did you select your ring bearer and your flower girl? Because you didn't have a traditional ring bearer or flower girl. Yeah. So we had an 80s, 90s party the night before the wedding. 
And that was our welcome dinner. So we didn't we didn't want nothing to be formal. Like we seriously put on our little emailed e-bikes, like come to let your hair down, like bring an 80s, 90s outfit, go all out. We're going to have a dance contest. We're going to have a costume contest. Whoever wins the costume contest can be our ring bearer and our flower girl. So like all of our guests were like joking about it leading up to like, who's going to be the flower girl? Who's going to be the ring bearer? He had a cousin that came from Paris. So he was like our furthest like traveled guest that came and he came dressed up like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And so it was only right. He was our surprise guest too. Like the rest of his family had no idea that this cousin was coming from Paris. So he was like, we, we kept telling everybody, no, he can't make it. He can't make it. And he just showed up out of nowhere and surprised everybody. Not us, of course. But um, so he was like, naturally, that was kind of like fixed. Even though we had some really nice, like dress up guys, we kind of wanted him to be our uh, <laughs> ring bearer just because. <laughs> Um, and then one of my really, really, really good friends, she was dressed like Janet Jackson from like Poetic Justice. Like she had on like the hat, like I have to send y'all a picture <laughs> so that you can see, but like she went all out and she just really, she really, honestly, she was helping me with so much leading up to the wedding that it was her outfit. It was her, her personality. It was everything. I just wanted her to be a part of my wedding, like, and to give her an assignment and so it felt good to name. And he actually chose. So my husband is, I was like, babe, who's going to be the flower girl? And he was like, make it Carmen. He was like, look how she's dressed. So he chose. But for me, it was more than just what she had on as far as the costume party. So it worked out. Yo, I love that story. I was dying like, laughing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, we need to see these pictures. Are they on social media as well? Um, so I think I sent y'all a link with like all of my pictures, um, okay, okay. but you I did. haven't like uploaded everything to, um, well, I sent you like a bunch of pictures, but I haven't uploaded most things to, um, social media. If I do, then it's kind of okay. like stories that go away really quickly, but yeah, you yeah, see yeah, the yeah. flower girl with her little basket, that's Carmen. And I feel like I put in a picture of the winners of the contest, but if I haven't, then I'll definitely get it to you guys so that you okay. can see okay. like how we chose them. Yeah. So did you have a bachelorette? party okay. I did I did so my girlfriends um threw me a bachelorette party so my mom was my maid of honor and then I had two really good friends also become maid of honors meanwhile my husband still hadn't picked any best man <laughs> at all um and so they put together a very nice bridal shower for me and a very nice bachelorette party so it was a lot of fun a lot of fun. It was actually here in Atlanta. Both of those were here in Atlanta, the Bachelorette and the Bridal Shower. Oh, okay. So moving on to your attire for the day. Um, when did sure. you buy your dress? So dress shopping, y'all, was the worst. If I could name one thing that made me cry leading up to the wedding day, it was shopping for a dress. That was the worst. Like, I probably have been to every single bridal store here in Atlanta and never found like the dress so i went to a trunk show for lauren elaine i'm not sure if y'all are familiar with them but they're um they're a bridal company out in california but they happen to be here for a trunk show so you get to try on like prototypes of their dresses and so i tried on this dress and it was clearly like for a girl that was like maybe six three like tall slender but you get to try it on and they like hold it up and like kind of show you like what it will look like on you 
So I ordered this dress. The dress came so late. The dress probably came like four weeks before my wedding. Um, I could not move in the dress. The dress came. I couldn't walk. I couldn't dance. I couldn't twerk. Like I couldn't do nothing in this dress. So I was without a dress four weeks before my wedding. I ordered a $99.99 dress off of Amazon Prime. And I called my dress manufacturer and I was like, I don't know what y'all can do, but I cannot, there's no alterations that's going to make this dress okay. Like this dress is just, it's all bad. I cannot wear this dress. So they were like, we don't know what to tell you. We can't give you back your money, but we do have another dress that is very similar in measurement to you. We can send you that dress, but when you when we send you that dress, there's no more exchanges. We're not doing anything else for you besides sending you this dress. You take it to your tailor and you figure it out. If you don't want to wear it, you're pretty much stuck with this dress. That was the only choice that they gave me. So they sent me this dress, oh y'all, God. and it was beautiful. I didn't even pick out my dress. This The dress that they sent me is the backup dress wound up being the dress that I wore, and it was amazing. Like, it was, like, my alterations lady... I think I might have spent two fifty in alterations, like really low in alterations. And y'all, she had a little crisscross strap in the back. She boosted boost up the boobs a little bit, like made it a little tight. Like she, like the dress wound up being per- the dress wound up being a highlight of mine. And I had already like decided I was just gonna wear my Amazon Prime dress. So just if you have some brides that are looking for like economically, like what they, you know, like what makes sense and what they can afford. I ordered a dress for $99.99 on Amazon Prime, y'all. And that was going to be my dress if this dress didn't work out. And it fit perfectly. It didn't need no, and no alterations. It came in like two days. Yes, I tried it on. Like we had like a little mock ceremony, me and my husband, because we were just laughing about like the fact that now I'm about to wear this Amazon Prime dress because the dress that I wound up wearing to my wedding, it came in like maybe a week before we were leaving for Mexico. So my alterations lady had to like go quick, fast with alterations. We didn't know what it was gonna, what it was, if it was gonna work out or not. They didn't even have pictures. This was like a new dress. They couldn't even show me pictures of this dress with a different bride with the dress on because they didn't have any other brides that had already got married in this dress that they were about to send me. So it was like they had like one like stock photo, again, of a girl that's like 6'3", super slender, like not my body type. Um, but this, the dress came out perfect. It was, it was amazing. And now I need to sell it because it's just taking up space. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wait, so like, what did you do with the first dress that they sent you? Like, did you send that one back? Oh, yeah, they wanted, so I had to, that's why they didn't get, send me the other dress until like right before I left for Mexico. So I had to send them back the dress that did not work out at all. And then when they received that dress, inspected it to make sure that I didn't like actually wear it or something, then they sent me the other dress. Oh, my God. Wow. Crazy, crazy. I mean, I, I will not speak bad on their name I recommend brides like use them because again like my pictures are amazing and that second dress worked out and I'm happy that they even made a deal with me like that but just be careful ordering a dress that you can't try on that's actually your size or close to your size because the dress that I tried on during the trunk show was far from my size like it couldn't even like the pictures that I have from the trunk show we couldn't even get it to zip up in the back it was way too small for me so we were just kind of going by what we thought it was going to look like. 
that's my only advice for brides is um, actually try on a dress that fits you somewhat. You know, like this dress didn't fit me at all. And when they sent it to me, it still didn't fit at all. Excuse me. So that was like the mistake. But Jesus had another plan because my other dress that came in was perfect. It was literally, it, like I couldn't have picked it out better myself. Like it was perfect. I'm glad like, that worked out. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. all that you needed. Like you needed someone else to pick out your dress. <laughs> right, right, right. That's so true. Like, and I should have started with that because, oh my goodness, these bridal stores, oh my goodness. Yeah, but it worked out. I mean, my the original dress was twenty three hundred dollars, and then this dress that they sent me, it was a little bit less. I think it was like twenty one hundred, but they wouldn't give me the difference. They were like, "If we're gonna do this exchange for you, and now we're stuck with a dress that's, you know, customized to your fitting that we have to now sell to someone else, like you're just gonna take this dress pretty much." So it it all worked out in the very end. Like I'm not mad over the money that I spent. Like it was worth it, but um. It was a lot to go through. I was crying. That's the only thing that really made me cry leading up to my wedding. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, dress shopping is trash. <laughs> I agree. The worst. Um, Have you picked out your dress? Yeah, that was the whole ordeal back in the fall. Because um, I ended up going to six shops. I was going to go to nine. But then I was just like, go back to the first shop he went to. And I think it was like the third or fourth dress I tried on. Um, and it was an off the rack shop. So I was like, I'll just, this is the only dress I liked out of like all of them. Cause all of them to me just looked the same, felt the same. I was just yeah. kind of like getting tired. And then, um, a lot of the places they would like hide the labels of like the designers. So I'm going to a particular store cause I'm like, Oh, they have like the designer I'm interested in. And then I get there and they're like, yeah, not disclosing, like, which dresses were actually of that designer or whatever. Or they're not, like, letting you take pictures or, like, yeah. it was all just, it was, it was frustrating. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember that part, too. And I also, I feel like they do that because they, they know you're going to Google the the designer and whatever dress line it is to make sure that the price that you're getting from them is, you know, comparable to whatever market prices is. But it's mm -hmm. almost like the dress game. It's like a big game. Oh my goodness. I don't miss shopping for dresses at all. Like I do not yeah. miss dress shopping at all. I'm happy that you have a dress picked out, but that was my least favorite part of getting married was finding a dress. So how many right. shops did you go to? And how many shops did I go to? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can't even count, honestly. If you name it, I probably have been there. <laughs> if it's here in Atlanta, I've probably been there. I'm serious. Wow. It was it was bad. Yeah. But and and I'm very cheap, so I never imagined that like my dress budget in the very beginning, I was like, Y'all, I'm not gonna spend more than five hundred dollars on a dress. Like five hundred dollars and done. Like, I did not want to spend a lot of money on a dress. And then after I went to, like, the first few places, I was like, okay, maybe that's not reasonable. <laughs> like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so then that's when I increased my budget to, like, 2000 But then even at the $2,000 price point, like, that's still, like, when you go in and you they ask you, the first thing that they ask you is what's your budget. Mm -hmm. When you tell them $2,000, they treat you like the bottom of the barrel. Like, right. bottom of the barrel. 
so dress shopping, oh my goodness, I don't miss it at all. Like, and, and who are these people that are spending 10 grand on a dress? Like, are they walking in every day or is your $2,000 clients walking in every day? Because why are y'all treating me like this? Oh my goodness, I don't miss dress shopping. I get so passionate when I talk about dress shopping because it was all shenanigans. Like, right. there needs to be some sort of like discounted warehouse here in Atlanta that's affordable where you can just like say everything less than $3,000 and we got this, all these different styles. Like, I just feel like $3,000 should be like, you should be able to find a very nice dress for $3,000 for anybody's shape or type here in Atlanta. Like it should not have been that hard to find a dress here in Atlanta. I agree. There's um, a new place that opened up in January where all of their dresses are $799 and they're all designer dresses. Like you have to pay $25 to get in, but they don't do appointments. That's not bad. Um, Yeah. But if like your $25, if you find your dress, it goes towards that. Um, I had to pay $100 sitting fee to even go to the trunk show where I found my dress. Are you? So I had to pay $100. I had to pay $100 sitting fee to even go to this trunk show where I got my dress. Yep. Wow. It was held at the Four Seasons. Again, the, this, this, where I bought my dress, they were, they're not based out of Atlanta. They just happened to be, you know, doing a trunk show here. Right. And so to reserve your slot, like if you do the $50 slot, then somebody with the $100 slot can bump you. So I didn't want to do the $50 slot and then have the chance of like getting bumped. So, yeah, so I paid $100 to go for the sitting fee, and then they apply that towards your dress. That's like more shenanigans. Like I have to pay you a hundred dollars to come and try on dresses. Like right. the whole dress game was like, I don't miss that part of it at all. At all. If I, if I could go back, honestly, like if I can go back to the very beginning, I would have ordered that ninety nine ninety nine dress off of Amazon prime. And that would have been my dress. And I would have felt good about it because I would have known that it was only a hundred dollars and it arrived the next day and it fit me cute. Like that would have been my dress. I would have saved twenty two hundred dollars. That's that's like me funding the trip for two people to my wedding just for the cost of the dress itself. So financially, I don't think that my dress was like a good financial decision because I'm just cheap. But um, don't say cheap. You're frugal because I'm cheap too. But I'm frugal. Very <laughs> <laughs> frugal. Economically savvy, you know. Like there you go. There yeah, you, go. you know. You're you're efficient. Like, yes. look, there's yes. nothing wrong with it. Everyone makes it seem like, oh, they just got all the money in the world. They just throw here, there, and wherever. No, weddings are expensive. <laughs> weddings are expensive. Dresses are expensive. Everything is expensive. Like, if you can cut costs, by all means. Like, your dress came from Amazon? Okay. Like, why? why? Right. It's a dress. It was Nobody would have. It yeah. was good. At the at the end of the day, when I think about like what really mattered in the end, because there's a lot of things that you go through, like wedding planning, that at that moment it feels like, oh my God, this is a big deal. Like, I got to get these place cards done. Like, I got to get this dress. Like, I got to decide what decor I want. Or at the end of the day, none of that matters. Like, when you come out, like, you're going to be gorgeous no matter what dress you're in. Like, you can be gorgeous. Like your hair is going to be pretty. Your makeup is going to be pretty. You're going to be happy. You're about to marry the love of your life. Like the dress at the end of the day did not matter. Decor did not matter at all. Like didn't matter. Like the, but 
I realize that that's me saying that, and that's how I feel. Decor may matter to other brides, and I have brides that it does matter a lot to. But for me personally, my dress, decor, like flowers, none of that stuff mattered at the end. Like it didn't change the experience that people had. Like people aren't going to come and have fun because you got nice flowers or, you know, that those That's sorts so of things true. don't set the vibe in my opinion. That's very true. Very true. I think a lot of what um, I've learned personally, especially talking to like different vendors and um, of course like different brides is that you definitely have to pick and choose what matters most to you. So, so like for you, like, all those things didn't matter, you know, it was more of the experience, all of your family being around each other, like that's what mattered to you. And, you know, mm -hmm. I'm finding that to be true across the board. Yeah, yeah. And I, I should say, I should give that disclaimer before I give my opinion on what matters and what doesn't matter. But yeah, no, 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 even no, no. when we were, even like when you plan a destination wedding and I tell some of my brides, like you can plan a destination wedding all in one sitting. Like, because it's one stop shop, one vendor that can pretty much do everything. Like you, they literally send you an Excel spreadsheet and you go down this spreadsheet and then you just put a little one next to whatever you want. So if this is the design that you want on your tables, you just put a little one right there. You want a photo booth? You put a little one right there. You want drapery? No drapery? You put a little one right there. Like you can literally plan out everything with all of the suppliers in one stop shop and so when we would go through like deciding like how do we fit things into our budget it was like is this going to change the experience or not nah? because if it's not going to change our guest experience then let's not even do it um so that's kind of like how we came up with our wedding plan so like our bouquets we like flipped the bouquets we got all the bouquets back from the bridesmaids and we put them on the table as centerpieces we we're like we're not gonna pay for centerpieces and bouquets like mm -hmm. it's gonna be one or the other either <laughs> either Smart. there's gonna be a flower on this table or we're gonna get the bouquets back and put them on this table <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we just we wanted to just save money as much as possible but still give people a very, very, very fun experience. So like the photo booth, that was like a non-negotiable. Like we had to have a photo booth. Um, yeah. Did y'all do the legal process like there? That's or a here? great question. No, we did it here. Yep. And um, okay. that's a question that I get from a lot of my brides. Like, do you, you know, do you want a legal ceremony or a symbolic ceremony is what they call it. So our ceremony mm -hmm. in Mexico was symbolic. But to us, it was when we professed our love for each other in the presence of God, our family and friends. And so to us, mm -hmm. that's when we got married. Like, that's when we're going to recognize, you know, our anniversary day. So typically, I advise couples, go ahead and get your marriage license, do everything stateside. Because in the future, if you need a copy of your marriage certificate, you don't want to have to call the Mexico court system or the Jamaica court system to figure out, you know, how you can proclaim your marriage legal in the States when really you got married outside of the country. So I always advise brides, get married, you know, in your hometown legally and have a symbolic wedding as your destination wedding. You know, like when you think about it, even the stateside weddings are really just the symbolic one right because like you went to the courthouse the week before or the month before or whenever and this is that moment you're just kind of like sealing the deal in front of like your closest friends and family so yeah I get it I get it did you all stay in budget um I would say we did yeah I would I would say that I mean we're both accountants 
So it's funny because throughout the planning process, he would keep saying, you're spending too much money. You're spending too much money. But again, you go back to this one spreadsheet, right? One vendor, one spreadsheet. (laughs) So at one point I was like, you know what? You think I'm spending too much money? You manage this spreadsheet. I emailed the resort and I'm like, I know you know me as a wedding planner because I plan other weddings here. You know me, but my husband is actually going to be planning this wedding. So contact him with your questions and for finishing up this spreadsheet. I literally turned it over to him. I'm like, okay, you say that it's too much money, you deal with it. And so at the end of the day, like when I turned it over to him, he added on more stuff. He added on like a LED lighting, colorful dance floor that wasn't originally a part of the plan. So I feel like that's another piece of advice that I give to my brides. And I think that all brides should just take into consideration when the husband is a part of the planning and the decision making, he can't complain of what's too much money because he actually sees what goes into it. He's not just showing up to all of this stuff that wasn't really needed. And so he took over from that aspect. I was like, surprise me. If I show up and there's not a flower on the table, I'm not going to be upset at all. Like, I'm not. Like, I'm not. So, like, he knew, like, the things that were important to me were the things that would just give a different experience to our guests. So, you know, and a lot of things are just kind of, like, standard in the package. So, it's not even, like, it's that many decisions to be made. Like, do you want a DJ? Yes, no. Do you want an MC? Yes, no. Do you want drapery? Yes. Like, it was very black and white. Um, So... I think we stayed in budget. I th- we we spent less than 25 in total. Like when I think about my dress, his tux, nice. the wedding, the photography, um, if we would have had that same exact wedding, we had indoor fireworks. We kind of balled out, honestly, because I planned weddings for other people that were super beautiful for less than 10 grand. Um, so we, we kind of, you know, the, the dance floor, the drapery, the, we got a really nice photographer, photography videography package the fireworks we had like at the end of our first dance we had fireworks so like those are some of the things that i think um improved like the guest experience like they were not expecting to see fireworks on the inside like they wouldn't have done that here in atlanta it would have broke like all sorts of fire code (laughs) but in mexico anything goes I was going to ask yeah. you, like, <laughs> were the fireworks really indoors? Like, how do they do that? <laughs> I, can, I can send you pictures. Yeah, I can send you pictures. Kind of like, you know, you go to a concert and then fire just kind of appears. Oh, yes, stage. yes, yes, yes. Kind of okay. like that. Kind of okay. like that, but um, like right next to the stage. Um, so at the very end of our first dance, um, that's when, like, the fire, like, kind of popped up. And then at the very end, we did sparklers. Normally, you see sparklers outside where you do, like, the send-off where you give everybody the sparklers, but they let us do it inside, like, in the ballroom. So, um, yeah, so everybody yeah. had, like, the sparklers. The lights went out. It was, a, it was a lot of, like, it was a lot of fun. Like, there was no, like, serious, too many serious aspects of it. As far as, like, who we allowed to speak, we were like, we're just going to cut this down real, like, Everybody can't speak at your wedding. Like, those speeches get long and drawn out and boring. (laughs) You know, like, we don't want you to speak. Like, speak to us now. Tell us what you got to say, like, to us. (laughs) You don't got to say it in front of the whole wedding. So, yeah, we were, we were, we just, we didn't want, you know how some weddings, there's like the, like the awkward moments, like when you're at the happy hour, like the uh, happy hour and you're just like waiting for, 
the reception to start and then you're in a reception and you're just like kind of sitting there and you're just like waiting for dinner and you're like making conversation with people. Like we wanted to like avoid as many like awkward moments as possible. <laughs> and so that's why we had the photo booth that was starting right at happy hour. We had a DJ playing for happy hour to kind of keep everybody like upbeat, not getting tired. And so we just had to just go like, the itinerary just went nonstop. Like it, we didn't break like to eat or anything like that. Like we were, we were still, we were, we were like multitasking. Like we were having the speeches go while people were eating so that there wasn't any like downtime, so to speak. I like that. Nice. Maximize yeah. the reception as much as possible. Yeah. So what was important for you and your husband to include within your wedding weekend? So we did the 80s, 90s party, which um, was a lot of fun. We also did a boat ride, which was super important to us. Like we wanted to do like a group excursion. And so we just kind of opened it up and it was like, hey, guys, this is optional. Like if you want to come snorkeling with us, then feel free to. If not, then don't. But if you do come, ladies wear red bathing suits so I can get a picture on the boat, everybody in red. Um so we did that. 59 of our guests came on the boat excursion with us. So it was like a four-hour excursion where we went out on the water. We went to Isla Mujeres. So we got to see, like, you know, like real Mexico and eat, like, tacos from the taco stand. And then we got back on the boat. We went to, like, a coral reef where we were able to snorkel. And then we just went back to the resort. So that was the day before our wedding. So what was mostly important to us was, fun times like creating memories is what we what we really wanted so i have a question now this doesn't you know flow with you know all of our other questions but how did you do your hair like you know because y'all went (laughs) snorkeling (laughs) oh yeah so um so my maid of honor um is also my hairstylist but I did clip-ins, so we just washed my hair, like, I don't know, two, three hours before the wedding. We washed it and just threw in clip-ins, and then she, like, wand-curled it. Um, and then when the wedding was over, I just took the clip-ins out, and we got back in the water the next day. But that was a struggle, like, leading up to the wedding. Like, what are we going to do? Like, but at the end of the day, like, you can wash, you can start from scratch and have a hairstyle in, you know, a few hours. So hair worked out. My next door neighbor did my makeup. She's a news reporter. So she's used to, you know, doing her own makeup for TV and for pictures and stuff. And so she did my makeup. So I saved money there without having to actually pay somebody in Mexico to do hair and makeup. And then I got my nails done before I left. So all of the beauty stuff, um, we just had our own little squad come with us. Nice. Okay. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, when you that said snorkeling and, you know, island, you know, I was like, okay, all right, you know, you know, but how was that here? <laughs> yeah, for everything else, like, outside of the wedding, like, I have this vacation ponytail that is just, like, this long, weird ponytail, and I just, like, put my hair up to the side, put my little ponytail in. So that that's probably what you see me in like the rest of the weekend because that's like super quick. You just brush up the ponytail and it's like a curly long ponytail. It's six ninety nine uh-huh. on Amazon Prime, so I ordered two of them for the weekend. And I was like, I'm gonna get one wet, and one of them I'm not gonna get wet. <laughs> so, oh gosh, that's, that's how that funny. worked out. <laughs> 
that sounds so like me because I would be like, oh, I'm definitely going on um, in the water. I'm definitely going to jet ski. I'm definitely going to jump in, you know, in the ocean, get my little pictures. Yes, yes, yes. So, okay, I like that. I like that. I didn't actually snorkel, though. I think I'm just talking trash. I was on the boat while everybody else snorkeled. So there's no pictures of me in the water snorkeling. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. When, a boat, when a boat takes you snorkeling, you you can choose not to get off the boat or just to take pictures of everybody else that's snorkeling. And, you know, they have, like, a yeah. DJ on the boat. And so we're, like, dancing and swag surfing while everybody else is snorkeling. My husband snorkeled, but I didn't. I didn't actually snorkel. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Did y'all do a first look? No, we didn't do a first look. Our wedding was at five o'clock. Um, mm-hmm. and so our our photographer actually asked us to do a first look because he was afraid we were gonna run out of sunlight because it was in December and you know, the sun starts going down quicker. But I wanted to be seen all at one time at the altar by everybody. So no first look. Makes sense. Um, okay, so going back to our original questions, mm-hmm. um, why didn't you use paper stationery? Because I'm lazy. Because <laughs> I'm lazy. I, don't, I think that that's about it. Like that was like one of those things that you can't really do all in one sitting in front of your computer. You know, like you have to reach out to people, get their address. Then you have to mail it to them and you got to go to the, unless you pay someone to do those things, like you actually got to go to the post office and you got to put the stamp on the envelope. It just, it was too much, too much for me. So they, our guests received an email, but now for my business, I've upgraded. I've, I create websites now for my brides and I can send an electronic invite to their guests that'll take them to their personalized wedding website to book travel for the wedding. So I've had some enhancements in my business since my wedding um, where people can reach out to me. It's more automated now than it was before. But yeah, for my guests, they all received an email and took it from there. Gotcha. Okay. I love that digital aspect because folks are not good with the paper anyway. And you probably get more responses that way when you just shoot it through email. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So how did you do your seating chart? Did you have like a special like table system or like, did you do numbers? Like what did you do? For table numbers, you know how table numbers, like when you get to a wedding, you're like, Oh, this is how close we were. I'm table number 11 at your wedding. Right. So we didn't have table numbers. We had table countries. So it was all places that he and I had visited together. So like, if you look at pictures from my wedding, you'll see like Dominican Republic. That's like, a table, Cuba, Jamaica, Mexico, um, Barcelona, Paris, like those were all uh, place, you know, table, instead of table numbers, it was like table places. So the DJ would be like, okay, DR, stand up, you know. So that just kind of made things fun. But it it was hard coming up with a seating chart and putting people at like table numbers because everybody was super special to me. So for 13 tables, like it would have been really tough. Like who do you put at table number 13? (laughs) Like how do you decide who goes at table number 13? So that was really, really, really hard for me. So to alleviate that, we just did um, the table countries, but that makes people have to walk around to each country to find theirs because there's no numbers on the table. (laughs) So that makes it tough, but it gives them something to do. 
So I like that. That's a really yes. good idea. <laughs> Very Don't good idea. Folks. Yeah, because somebody would be like, yeah. wow, I was sitting at table 18. <laughs> like, right. Look. Yeah. Yeah. Be excited you were invited, okay? <laughs> right. Right, right, right. What song did you walk down the aisle to? I came down the aisle to Luther Vandross, So Amazing to Be Loved. So my aunt and uncle, my one of my favorite aunt and uncle, they got married to that song in like 91, 92, like a really long time ago. And so that song mm-hmm. was just like in our family. And so I didn't tell anyone that that was going to be my song. Only my husband and our DJ knew because I knew that it was going to be like a tearjerker and I wanted some tears when I came down the aisle. So I was like, I know how to make my whole family cry if I come down to the song. And it's funny because nobody asked me what I was coming down to. And, um, and so when I look at the video and see like their responses to like hearing that song, come on and be coming down the aisle. I mean, that, that song is just like, in our family, that's just like, when you think of that song, you think about their wedding, like many, many years ago. And it's a classic song, and it just kind of just brought, you know, it was very nice. That was one of the most beautiful parts of the wedding was that song. Aww. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> and I came down, and then I came down singing it, y'all, and I was singing the wrong words. So when I look at the video of, like, me singing it, I was like, how did I mess up? Like, I know that song. Like, I was coming down the aisle singing it wrong. Like singing the wrong words at the wrong time. Like it was all bad. It was all bad. (laughs) That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. Okay, so what was your first dance song? Our first dance song was Anthony Hamilton. How does the song go? Amazing, amazing. Giving you the best of me amazing yeah and so neither one of us can dance like we both like have two left feet like we can't dance like at all and so we talked to the dj we were like only play 30 to 45 seconds don't play the whole song no matter what you do don't play the whole song so we get up there for our first dance sure enough he starts it from the beginning of the song like not where we told him to start at and he's playing the whole song. Oh, my God. So we God. run out of moves. Like, we have no more moves. Like, after, like, 20 to 30 seconds when we're thinking it's about to cut, we got no more moves left. And so I'm looking at the DJ. Like, I literally, if you watch the video, you can see me saying, like, stop the song. So apparently the DJ and the resort were in cahoots because the fireworks were coming at the end of the song. And so whoever was setting off the fireworks, they didn't get the memo that we were only going to be dancing for like 30 to 45 seconds. So they had to play the whole song or the whole fireworks situation wouldn't have happened like on cue. But this is all unbeknownst to us. So we're standing up there. We're whispering to each other like they're trying to sabotage us. We can't dance. We cannot Yo. dance at all. Like, we have no moves. Like, we got no moves. But, um, so that was pretty funny. But then at the very end of the song, we were able to, like, hold our pose. And then the fireworks came on. And that was really good. So what was your entrance to, to the reception? <laughs> so we came in to swag surf. 
because we really wanted to get like the party like really, really, really hype. We had our siblings and all of our cousins and our parents enter into the reception hall before we came in and we had them all stand up. So the plan was when we came in last that the whole crowd was going to swag surf together and really get the party going from the very beginning, right? So the song comes on, they introduce us, we come out, and when we come out, y'all, we're so hyped, we come out and fall, like literally in the middle of the crowd. We just both, he tripped over the dance floor, the LED colorful lighting dance floor. He tripped while holding my hand, so I naturally fall too. So bride and groom, both on the ground, everybody's like scrambling to help us up. So we get up, we swag and we surf. And then I told the videographer, I was like, we got to do this one more time because now our video is messed up because we just fell. So then they turn the song off. We leave, we come back in again and we do it twice, y'all. And the second time, (laughs) (laughs) so that was like, probably like everybody is still talking about they thought that we fell on purpose to swag serve, that it was all a part of our, like, enter. <laughs> I'm like, why would I be the bride on the ground? Like, literally oh the bride on gosh. the ground. So those, pic- those pictures haven't hit the internet yet. Like, I'm just waiting until my husband will give me the green light and not divorce me. Um, he feels, you know, responsible for the fall since he took the first step and I followed his lead. Like, we fell together. Like, we, you know. We fall, but we get up. Like we we fall we down, down, but we get up. Yo, my we cheeks are hurting, hurting from laughing so hard. Oh no, I have to. Yeah, we we seriously fell all the way on the ground, both of us. And my photographer, we, we're really good friends now, and I refer him business. He refers me business, and I asked him. I was like. How many times have you seen a bride and groom both fall together? And he's like, you want to know the truth? And I was like, tell me. He's like, never. That was the first for me. (laughs) 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 So we will never be forgotten for falling. We surfed. Like, we literally surfed into swag surf. Like, we surfed and fell. But... Um, everybody like that was like the talk of the weekend it's like and then when when you watch it in slow motion you could just see people's expressions like people just like freeze and like my older brother when you watch it in slow motion like my older brother stands there and just looks at me on the ground but then you see my younger brother he's like crisis management he jumps over my husband who's also on the ground like, my younger brother, like, literally, the moment I hit the ground, he, like, jumped over my husband to help me get up. And my older brother standing there just, like, looking, like, is this really happening? <laughs> like, are y'all on the ground? <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, that was the craziest part. You, you, yeah, you can never plan for everything. That's, like, another piece of advice for brides is that something you really, really, really can't plan for, like, something is gonna go wrong. Like, you can't you can't plan for it. And I guess that was our, like went all the way wrong is that we fell, but we got right back up. We surfed, then we left, came back and did it again. So it was a lot of fun. And the, the crowd after us falling, like everybody was like up and dancing. Like if you were, even if they, if you weren't a part of the bridal party, like you were going to get up and swag with us that second go round because we just busted our ass. <laughs> 
I mean, they had to. They had to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh. <laughs> okay. So what did you learn about your husband during the planning process? That he don't give a flip. <laughs> there's not many things that he really cares about <laughs> yeah the, I don't think I learned anything new. like he's he's very very like um he's very laid back like I don't I can count how many times I've even seen him upset like he he's just very hard to get upset but um we didn't have any like the only like mismatch that we had during the planning process is when he told me that I was spending too much money. So I was like, well, this is easy. You do it. And then he spent more than I was planning on spending. So it just like worked out. <laughs> I wanted him to cry though. It, like I wanted to, I wanted to come to the altar and he'd be standing there like yeah. in tears. And he didn't it cry. didn't happen. He didn't cry. Did he cry at all? Like at all that day? But you there's know one what? picture that somebody, there's one picture that someone sent me of where he looked like he was getting a little emotional, but I, you know how sometimes you just take a picture, it's just like the right shot and it just looks like that, but he didn't cry. <laughs> but you know what? He probably was expecting you to cry like when he gave you the ring or like, or like when he proposed to you. And so he's probably like, you know what? Well, we even. That's right. <laughs> was it payback? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, he didn't cry at all. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Is there any moment you would redo? Um, my vows, my vows was terrible, y'all. Like they was bad. Like oh, no. so, my mom took my phone. Like she took my phone from the like we were all in the dressing room, and then as we were walking out, I was supposed to give my phone to the coordinator. And the coordinator was going to hand it to me because we did like customized vows. And so my vows were in my phone. So I was drinking. I probably shouldn't have had a few shots like in the dressing room. And so I got to the altar, y'all. <laughs> and totally no vows, no phone, no nothing. And I had to just like wing it. <laughs> my, husband my husband whispered. He whispered to me at the altar. He said, babe. How much have you had to drink? <laughs> yeah, oh my vows were so bad. They were so bad. And then I whispered to the officiants because our officiants, like we brought them with us. And so they were saying like, are y'all sure y'all want to do customized vows? Because we can do the standard vows. So when I got to the altar, after I realized my mom took my phone, I was like, we're not going to do customized. Like we're just going to do the standard. Like don't make me, <laughs> don't make me think about y'all. I'm so terrible speaking off the cuff. It's been like, and I don't drink. That's the thing. Like I'm not a heavy drinker, but those few shots that I had, I was up there. I don't even, I don't even know what I was saying. I, I seriously don't even know what I, every, every time we talk about our wedding, I'm like, babe, I'm so sorry about my vows. I'm sorry. They were so bad. Y'all they were bad. You oh like God. I promise you, I wrote something sweeter. Well, did you end up like saying your vows to him like on a later day or like later that day or you know? Oh, even today, like whenever we talk about the wedding, I'm like, come, come here, baby, let me redo my vows. <laughs> like I'm trying to redo my vows. Like I'm trying to make up for it all the time, all the time. I'm trying to tell him what I what I meant to say, what I wanted to say, what was on my heart to say. But none of it came out. And then he drinks. Like, he drinks way more than me. 
But all of a sudden on the on the wedding day, I get to the altar and he's like super sober. So you have like somebody that's like all the way sober. Now, mind you, we had shots at our ceremony. So when you're walking to catch your seat, there's like a, a big old like sign with a bunch of shots. And it says, take a shot and take your seat. So we knew that people were coming to the wedding like super happy. He didn't take one. So he's at the altar and he's like all the way sober, like over here. And I'm like all the way over here. And he's like whispering to me, asking me how much I had to drink. And then I have to say my vows. It was so bad, y'all. It was bad. It was bad. It was bad. Oh, but the pictures don't gosh. show that. So that's what makes it good is that if you weren't there, then you don't really know that my vows was terrible. Yeah, but if yeah. you were there. Oh, my goodness. That. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people are gonna That's be talking hilarious. about your wedding like twenty years from now. She's <laughs> just shaking her the head. One that, the girl that hardly drinks that shows up to the altar like all the way tipsy, visibly. <laughs> that was me. That was Lord, me at the altar, man. y'all. So make sure that you have your vows, recite your vows, have your vows printed too. You know, so you have, like, a backup plan and work that out with your girls, like, yeah. not your mom. Like, don't give your mom any assignments at all. I'm laughing so hard because that would be my mom, <laughs> Loki. <laughs> yeah, it would. Like, she's like, what's me? I just wanted to make sure your phone wasn't, you know, just laying around. So I took it. Right, and right. I'm like, no, but I needed my phone. <laughs> yes, that's the one thing that I needed from the dressing room was my phone. And she took it with no, like, she didn't even say, like, hey, I'm taking your phone. Like, nothing. So it was me and the flower girl. And we were standing at the top of the stairwell. And I'm like, girl, what you want me to say up there? So we were, like, trying to come up. Like, it was so bad, y'all. It was so bad. <laughs> Yo, I'm going to always remember bad. this. I'm going to always remember this. Oh. Yeah, it was bad. Lord. The videographer sent us, like, the audio, because my husband had on one of those, like, hidden microphones. And so we, you know, that's not, like, a part of our wedding video, but we asked for, like, all the unedited. Like, we asked for our raw footage of everything. So we have, like, everything that they recorded. And so when we listen to it and we can hear each other up at the altar, like he's like, babe, how much did you have to drink? And I'm like, why didn't you drink? Like you, you needed a drink. (laughs) The conversation we were having at the altar while the officiants were praying and my aunt was saying the scripture, the stuff we were saying on that microphone, y'all, like it was all bad. Like it wasn't, it wasn't displaying to the rest of the audience because it was just a microphone, just, you know, just so that he can hear it for the audio of the video. But we were literally up there cutting up. Like, he was super sober. I was drunk. Forgot my vows. It was bad. It was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. Oh, my gosh. So what three words would you describe your wedding weekend? Oh, my gosh. Fun, untraditional, non-traditional, and really just epic honestly like i feel like we should do like every year we should just get that same group together because the wedding although the wedding itself was so much fun the whole weekend the whole chain of events from the weekend like even at nighttime it could be like two o'clock at night and you just, you have all your people all in one spot and you're all hanging out all day and all night for like four nights together 
And so it's kind of like, you know, some of your friends that you know from over here now get to meet, you know, your other friends, your family. It was like a big old family reunion. And it was a lot. It was a lot of fun. Like we really and that's what I really love about destination weddings is that you get to spend a lot more time with your guests. You don't just spend like just the wedding or just the reception. So people aren't like too pressed to like take pictures with you because you will take a whole lot of pictures on your wedding day. You're going to get like exhausted from taking pictures. But because those same people get to see you like all weekend long, then they're not, you know, so I don't have like too, too many pictures with like family and friends during the actual wedding day. Cause we, we stayed on the dance floor the whole time. Like we were like, we're not about to be one of those couples that are walking around taking pictures all night. Like we going to stay on this dance floor all night long. And that's what we did. We danced all night long. Like we can't dance though. But we were up there all night long. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So what have you, like, have you had any brides that were supposed to get married, like, in March or in April or, like, even next month? Like, how have they been dealing with that? from a destination standpoint since borders are closing and boats are just like, nah, we're not doing this right now. Oh yeah. That is a great question. So I have 14 weddings this year um, and they all start like June through November. I don't have any December weddings. Um, So I got really, really, really lucky in the sense that there were no March and April or May weddings. Um, so naturally I've had lots of cancellations because I don't do just weddings. I do international group trips and international travel period. Um, so lots of cancellations that were impacted by COVID, but my, I have one August wedding that she, she went ahead and canceled. So all of the other ones are just holding on strong and we're just hoping that the restrictions will be, you know, lifted very soon. Um, but only one wedding cancellation crossing my fingers, um, as of right now. Wow. Well, the good thing is that, you know, like you said, you didn't have any March, April or May weddings. Mm -hmm. So that's a good thing. And I had no idea that you planned group trips as well. That's Oh, yeah. Yeah. Any, yeah. Any international travel, especially group international travel. Um, I took a group of 43 to Europe last year, to Barcelona, to Amsterdam, um, into Paris. I do all sorts of all-inclusive trips, all through Europe trips, um, Bali, Australia, wherever international that you're trying to go, um, more than happy to help, to help anyone with international travel planning and payment arrangements and things like that for vacation. Oh, so you could do like bachelorettes and stuff like that too. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like the best thing about booking with me is for one, I, um, my rates will always be lower than whatever you find on the internet. So if you find an internet rate, like I'll match it or beat it and you have the ability to do a payment plan. So, um, if it's an apples to apples trip that you find on the internet, I'll absolutely, um, match it apples to apples, like everything being equal. But for the most part, you can put down just a very low deposit. That's what makes it affordable for people for me to have those kind of numbers. Like if people had to pay $1,200 up front for my wedding, then I, I probably wouldn't have had half the guest list that I had. But because, you know, they were able to make very low deposits and make payments on it, then that's what kind of made it affordable for people to come. Hmm. I like that. 
folks need time to space things out and you might technically have that but it might be a rainy day fun it might be something else like sometimes people just don't feel comfortable dropping that amount of money just Mm -hmm. all in one setting so Mm -hmm. okay completely agreed here for it okay Tania I know you we'll get to the vendor shout out and you'll have another question Nope, I don't have another question. <laughs> I <don't. laughs> okay. I have one final question. <laughs> um, so what advice would you give, like, someone that just got engaged that wants a destination wedding? I would say go to www.justbookittravel.com. Um, and click on the tab that says destination weddings because I have been <laughs> documenting literally everything. Like I put together a checklist for things for brides to consider, like from the moment that they get engaged up until the wedding. And I really, really, really simplify how to plan a destination wedding. Like I said, some of my brides can plan out their entire wedding in one city, whereas others can kind of drag it out. But the, the hardest part with planning a destination wedding is logistically communicating with your guests and getting all of your guests on board and booked for your wedding. Like everything else can happen like the day before or a few days before, like we could have changed it up and said, hey, we don't want to do that dance floor anymore. We could have canceled that the day before the wedding. And guess what? We wouldn't have paid for a dance floor and it wouldn't have shown up, you know. So you have the ability to be super flexible as far as, like, what you want and what you don't want with a destination wedding. Whereas if you had a wedding here in the States, you'd be making deposits to this vendor and that vendor and this vendor to that vendor. And so if you want to make a change, it's like, Oh, well, we're keeping that deposit. We're keeping that deposit. We're keeping that deposit before destination wedding. You just make one deposit that covers absolutely everything. Um, in our case, we hired an outside photographer. So we had to make a separate deposit to him, but destination weddings are super, super, super easy. Like I take on the, the, the heavy, the, all of the, the stuff that the brides don't want to do as far as communicating with their guests, setting up their wedding website for them, um, collecting payments from their guests, giving their guests travel instructions, logistics, because some of my clients have never traveled internationally before. And some of them are pros, but I still have to communicate as if this person has no clue what's happening right now and doesn't even know what a passport is. So I'm really, really, really big on getting information out and, you know, to my clients to make sure that, you know, there's no issues that everyone will arrive on property, will find their ground transportation and will get there, will be dressed accordingly to whatever the expectations are and that things will go very smoothly. Very, very nice. Well, thank you for telling us all about your wedding. I looked at your pictures. I love them. Um, oh, I can't wait to see the you. video. Um, thank you. Yes, you're welcome. Um, we're not going to let you go just yet. We're going to transition to the unsolicited advice portion of the show, which is what I do every week where I give advice to brides and sometimes vendors, um, but advice nobody asks for because that's what happens when you get engaged. And so my advice for this week, similar to actually what you said earlier in the episode, I think you can in like utilize digital communication to let your guests know stuff. So 
leading up to like the wedding weekend, like if you collect their emails or have their emails for the most part, like you can tell them about like, you can have reminders set or like send them details about like, okay, we're kicking it off with like this event. You can even let folks know like where they're going to sit depending on how like, you know, details you get and how much information you collect, but just kind of like not like you can do the paper route if you want, but you don't have to stick with it, especially if you know the majority of your guests are younger or like, technologically savvy um so that's my advice utilize like online communication more so just to send reminders and share information and that will probably save you time instead of having to call folks or you know doing that folks gonna call you anyway but that could possibly cut out some of that unnecessary conversation that's it that's my advice that wasn't the advice i was going to give but it's no, I think I think that that's great advice. Uh, one of the things that I do for all of my brides when I create them their wedding website is I have a page that I call Q and A's because there are certain questions that like people are just generally going to ask, especially for a destination wedding. And so I started adding things to the Q and A, such as okay, how should we be dressed for the wedding? You know, in addition to like all of the travel related questions that they're going to ask or what are the other plans for the weekend um, and building out like an itinerary page. So if people just have like that one, if they know where they can go for information, like it is the best thing. Like wedding website is literally the very, very, very best thing. Like I had a, a wedding website for our wedding, but we didn't necessarily have like a travel website, which is what I build now for my client. Um, and it really reduces the amount of questions and emails and just uncertainty that are within your guests when you kind of like lay out, like when you forecast, like what are people going to ask and ask people ask questions that you may not already have on there. You just go to the site and update it, you know, and now you have it. So definitely um, I recommend every bride to have like a Q and a for their wedding, you know, and that way you don't have to have uncomfortable conversations. Can I bring a guest? No, you can't. (laughs) Or yes. Sure, bring as many people as you want to so they can actually, like, see your preferences ahead of time. I love it. Can you bring children? Yes. No. You can't. (laughs) For you. For your wedding. (laughs) Only you. (laughs) Only you. (laughs) I don't know why you have one kid that they wouldn't, but you, (laughs) you. I know it's just not. But, all right. Now it is time for our wedding vendor shout out. And so, Chante, I'm going to have you start first. Okay. So for the wedding vin- vendor shout out, I want to shout out myself, www.justbookittravel.com. I am a one-stop shop when it comes to destination weddings. So I'm carrying along expertise from having planned others' weddings and now having planned my own wedding. Um, and I tell all of my brides, like, yes, I will make sure that your guests will get to your wedding for as cheap as possible. They'll pay less than internet rates. They can set up a payment plan. They can do all of these things. But I'm also here to answer any questions in regards to my experience, even if it doesn't relate to the travel aspect of your planning. So I have brides call me and ask me all sorts of questions about my experience and what I would have done differently and just different ideas of things and ways that they can save money. And I'm more than happy to answer any questions from any bride whatsoever. So www.justbookittravel.com. Very nice. Ashley, I'm going to have you go next. All right. 
I am going to shout out a photographer. She's based in Los Angeles, but she travels. Her name is Courtney Cobb, and her Instagram is Eliza Jane Photo. Eliza with a Z. That should have been obvious, but um, her photography is very nice. You can um, see kind of like it's like she really takes a snapshot and kind of captures the mood of a moment. So like dancing at the reception it's like you can see the energy and feel the energy when you're looking at the photos or um engagement photos you can see like the romance and kind of the love in like the couple's eyes or whatever like she does a really good job at capturing emotions or whatever naturally so again her name is courtney cobb and her instagram is eliza jane photo and her website is eliza jane photography.com yeah who is your vendor? So I have a makeup artist. She's based out of Houston, Texas. Um, her name is Elena. I love uh, her artistry. Her makeup is very is very subtle and it's just beautiful. Uh, of course, uh, she does all types of makeup. Um, so if you are in search for a makeup artist in the Houston area, you can look her up on Instagram and that's color. The jour. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly, but we'll have all her information um, on our Instagram. So yeah, that's that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again, Shante, for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Thank you. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, especially since yes. it's so fresh in my head. This was a lot of fun to kind of rehash my experience and all of the craziness that came along with it. But it was a lot of fun. I have not one regret. Awesome. Your wedding will be unforgettable. Like, oh, even though I, I wasn't you. there, I will always remember. <laughs> I will always oh, remember this conversation. Thank yes. Thank you. I feel like thank people you. are going to listen to this episode and take notes like, oh, yeah, we should do that. Like, we should, you know, like, not just have the traditional, like, ring bearer and flower girl. Like, we can find other ways to kind of think outside the box and like make our wedding day, like even more of a memorable like event. So even oh, yeah. if you're stateside, like there's, if you're having a stateside ceremony, there's still so much that Shante told us that like you could incorporate like this little thing or do this to kind of like be able to celebrate with your family and your friends throughout like the whole weekend or whatever. So yeah, I love yeah. it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you and stay safe. Stay. Oh, yeah. You too. Thank you. All right. Bye. 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 Okay, you too. Bye.